radio advertisement for any company or organization will help increase sales. Here at Pulse Talk Radio, we have low price advertisement packages which will promote your business and be heard by thousands of online listeners globally every day. We can have your advertisement jingle professionally produced for you. We will even put your banner on our website for an extra £20 per year, a sponsorship page for just £85 per year. For more information, contact our sales team at sales team at pulsetalkradio.com. Contact us today and see what Pulse Talk Radio can do for you. Welcome to Scott's Ghostly Tales on Pulse Talk Radio, the show to share your paranormal stories. Hello, hello, welcome to Scott's Ghostly Tales, the show where you can share your paranormal and ghost stories with the listeners and also hear what anybody else has experienced. This is the first night for the show, it's launch night and I have a great show lined up for you. Firstly, I will be talking to Dodie Hamilton, who is also known as the spiritual midwife, who has written a series of novels of the Gabriel Quartet, where we talk about her books and also we talk about her out-of-body experiences too. And after that, we will hear from Jane, who started seeing spirits in her parents' old home. Both talks are very interesting, so make sure you check them out. If you have any paranormal experiences you want to share on the show, you can talk to me on the air, over the phone, or you can just send me your stories, and I'll read them out for you on a show. We need your tales, as it were, because without them, we wouldn't have a show at all. So get involved. Just remember, you're not alone. There are many people that have gone through spirit encounters, but might just be too worried or scared to speak out about them. Well, this show is here to be used. We want to hear what's happened with you. You can either send me a message via the Scott's Ghost Details Facebook page, or you can email me on Show at gmail.com and I will get back to you as soon as I can. I personally have had experiences with the paranormal and I will share my encounters with you over the shows. I have done paranormal investigations for quite a while now with uh, with me, my brother and my mum and uh, we've been going on investigation nights for a number of years now and I've had quite a lot of stuff happen while we've uh, been on these nights. I just find the whole thing fascinating to experiencing noises, spirit boards, glasswork, table tipping, etc. And to use the equipment and get results is just an amazing feeling. My brother loves it too. He has his own case with all the tools like REM pods, K2 meters and all the sorts of things you can you can get on, the, on these investigation evenings. And to just have something happen that is unexplainable is such a weird but great feeling at the same time. I will certainly share the experiences I've had over the shows. Okay, well, I appreciate you joining the show this evening for the first broadcast on PulseTalkRadio.com. I will be on every Tuesday night from 8pm, so mark the station in your favourites and pop a note in the calendars as well so you don't miss a show. Okay, it's time now for my chats with Dodie Hamilton here on Scott's Ghostly Tales. She is uh, she has out-of-body experiences and has written novels and was just a pleasure to talk to. She really was. Here is our chat. So here is Dodie Hamilton. Thanks for agreeing to talk to me today. Oh, happy to do it. So you're known as the spiritual midwife. Yes, that's uh, right. It was a, a title given me some years ago by one of my Japanese clients. You know that Japanese love to put names on things. Yeah, yeah. And uh, she was, at the time, at the University of London, and she used to come to see me at home and have readings and so on. When she went back to Japan, she sent me this lovely thing which is saying spiritual midwife that's about that was about 25 years ago so of course it's gathered pace and in all you know in all my books it's it's there too so it's just a name that's stuck and so it suits my it suits my soul and and you say because i've watched a few of your videos on your facebook page um Mm. and you say it started from when years ago when you had a a car accident oh the out of body thing yeah um yeah, I, I see that as just an aspect of what I do. But, yeah, that that is my great interest, uh, you know, along with my novels. So those are 
that started back in i think it it, it was always as, as i think i say on the on the recording i believe yeah. everybody has the ability it's not just yours or mine it belongs to everyone it's a natural phenomenon it's not anything that that is specific to one person however one person usually has uh, perhaps the ability more ability to remember or document and i took that car accident in those all those many many years ago and what it did and the boy dying you know and yeah. be all the rest of it, yeah, it was, i think it's a trigger you know scott a trigger yeah. um, and from that point in that i started recording my out-of-body journeys more yeah. than just letting them happen right and um so it said that uh, so that was like the starting point of when um you realized that you could have these experiences Documented. Um, yeah. yeah yeah um so it said because obviously on one of the videos it said that you um obviously got, got out of the car and that you saw the the boy's spirit on the on the bench across the road is that right um well what, what it was the impact it was two cars, one car hitting another. The right. person who was in the front seat with me pushed me back on the seat, so I, I was lucky. But when I gained recon- consciousness, I was actually locked in the police car because um, I don't remember any of this, but I was apparently getting out of the car, going into the car, which was damaged, and the two boys, both of which were dying, trying, I suppose, to help them. I don't know. You see, when you yeah. do things like this, it's another part of you that is yeah. moving and talking and being and it was relayed to me really by the police more than myself but yes I, I i find it very difficult to talk about that particular bit because they both died so yeah. you know i see that as um a most terrible waste of life but at one point i did see him again yes let's put it like that let's leave it okay. like that just see him again yeah so obviously with the videos as well i've been watching on your on your facebook page there it says mm. that you had you had help um by a gentleman who obviously helped you understand what was happening what was going on with the out-of-body experiences no, I, don't, that, I, don't, no I don't think i did I, I don't think i had help from someone i think i had help from above yes yeah. I, I don't like the word guide but teacher right. and yeah. teacher but in as much as what happened was the moment I started realizing, as everybody does at one point, you start yeah. to think, "What? Even I, I'm looking. Why am I? Why am I seeing my body? Or why am I bumping on the ceiling? All these sort of things are what people go through. Well, yeah. once you start to realize this is happening, once I began, I connected with my helper, who would always speak to me during this, but never, I could never see him. He was always behind me, so his right. conversation was always tonight we will go here or you can do this or you will see this and then everybody has uh, i've learning over the years because i've got um, met a lot of people because of this you know who tell me what's happened to them and they all say the same thing scott which is that they find they have a jump off point some people it's um with me it was rolling out of my body and standing up walking around the bottom of the bed and in front of this window my teacher would say go through there and I would go through and to whatever. Right. But one one friend I have says he he finds he wakes in dreams to find he's climbing a tower. When he gets to the top he jumps off. And then of course he's in another kind of environment then. It's yeah. as if this it's the human being needs a conscious uh, tool or to say, oh look what you're doing. You know, and that from that point on, the mind wrestles with the idea of this, because I do think the whole phraseology of out of body is so wrong, because yeah. you don't really, your body yeah. stays where it is. You collude, the spirit colludes with the body. It decides to travel and yeah. keeps the body there. Um, and if you roll on your arm or whatever and you sleep, you'll be fetched back because your body is uncomfortable. It is a yeah. definite workout, so it's not a scary thing. Mm. I totally agree with you in the sense of, um, your, you know, your body is like, I, I see it as your body is like a, a, a car, a vehicle that your spirit... Oh, that you're you, so clever. You know, yeah, that's, that's, I mean, that's, I've, always, yeah. I've always felt that. Um, you always you felt don't know what, you know, that is so right, because the out-of-body uh, mem, if you like, or app yeah. or whatever... It's often a car. 
a person yeah. will dream they are parking a car or right. they're getting into a car. So you're absolutely right. The brain makes that connection of the vehicle, you know, and you are the driver and the driver yeah. is the greater you. Yeah, wonderful. But if you go into the idea of quantum physics and the idea of multiple parallels, yeah. there is multiples of you with multiples, you know, it's, it's a fabulous you have got a wonderful in your program yeah you have got the most wonderful vehicle for allowing people to tell you of their different things you know that one of yeah. the reasons i write um my books are all really whatever the story is about whether it's about the romance or whatever the bottom line is always we are spirit with a body not a body yeah. with a spirit you know, yeah. the spirit is the larger thing. The body is the vehicle of now. The, the, the great thing at the moment, um, you know, the, the videos that I do on the tarot and whatever, yeah. they are really for people to see that something else is working when, yeah. you, when, you, when, you, when you get involved with any kind of other self, whatever it be, whether it be the tarot, out of body, or whatever's going on, you're using an aspect of yourself that, that is that can stretch into so many things. Your program, having this, you have a, a wonderful place to help people. Yeah, to, to open doors, you know, rather than close them. Yeah, I mean, it's just a great, it's a great way for, like I say, sharing your, sharing your stories and your experiences. Mm. Uh, I mean, like you say, it's not nothing to be afraid of. Um, mm. you know, it's, Although it's there just, are some tricky things out there, of course. Yeah. Um, for... However many years now I've been working in that world, um, the 25-year-old me would have said, oh, there's nothing out there to be afraid of. Um, the, the 79 person says, hang on a minute, because there are energies out there that aren't friendly. Um, yeah. they're, they're not particularly interested in us, their environment their gestalt is their world and um, say for instance in colors colors i learned a few years ago that colors have their own sense of being and so worlds that we the, the human world is all rules up down sideways you know all the rules but there are beings out there that don't adhere to those rules because they can't see them they are not in their they're not in their their vision and there are, some of them are most extraordinary. I, I was with a healer once, right. walking in, in Norfolk, and he said, do you want to see a healer, Jodie? I said, yeah. He said, look up in the air now. So I'm looking, 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 kind of, I was a young then, I'm looking to see an angel or whatever. And he yeah. said, no, 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 look higher, higher. And I started sort of craning up, and then he pointed out this great energy that was was kind of like a wall moving through a field of corn and to say in height i would give it i don't know i don't know feet but high yeah and it's moving through he said that is an that is a force of healing the earth going through the straw going through the little things that were killed you know the little yeah. life forms the worms the mice the whatever yeah. doing that wonderful oh god but i wouldn't have seen it but for him and you have to learn to adjust your vision to things that really are extraordinary. I mean, I've, I've always thought as well, like um, with that sort of side of things where, you know, you have to sort of the tune in. It's like a radio signal. Yes, the sort absolutely. Of train to tune into that signal, pick everything up. It's like you say, it's nothing to be scared of. It just, just embrace it and just you go just with it. You just need to be wary, you know, yeah. um, in, in the early late 90s i got involved with a lot of rescue work and i would never ever ever use the word soul rescue because that's such a damn cheek you know how dare anybody think they can do that but what you can do is you can loosen a memory that's got stuck in a time right. zone yeah. and and in the 90s that that i did a lot of that and that that was a great eye-opener to me how spirit in whatever form is willing to show itself to those that are willing to see and i'm sure like me scott you absolutely hate these paranormal shows where they are shouting shouting at, at you know come on out show yourself and all that how ill-mannered 
you know, the moment something happens, they run a mile. It's it's appalling the attitude people have towards something. It, yeah. They don't even know what they're on about. Yeah, no, I, I like just to go yeah. and just communicate and just to yeah. be able to speak, hear their history and make themselves known. And, you know, it's just nice to be able to, you know, communicate with, with spirit. That's sure. The, you wouldn't invite nice someone thing. into your home and then uh, yeah. and then run around them in, in a rude manner. If, you, if you're no. in somebody else's home and, and in terms of, say, uh, the, you know, the lovely word haunted building, what often happens with such buildings is that a situation, not so much the soul, but a situation gets lodged yeah. within a time frame there, something perhaps violent or something something very, very sad, and it, uh, the memory gets lodged within that. If you're in that person's home knowing that that energy is there, what? What right of you to do anything other than just be glad you're there and listen, yeah. you know, to, to what, as you say, to, to yeah. what's being given to you? Yeah, so it's like, a, so you say it's like a trapped energy in that building. Yes, absolutely. Like a, it's often there for a reason. Um, and you've got reason. people that can go and heal, heal houses. And yes, you can. What, there are people that can do that, that can, that can get to the root of the sadness or whatever the issue is. And yeah. not so much tell them to move on, because the soul is in the hands of, of a greater power than us. Yeah. To tell the memory to perhaps, you know, time to find something else to be amused with, do yeah. something. There is, in every single building in the world, it's placed on a piece of land where at yeah. some time blood has been spilled on that land. It's the way of, you know, if you go back, yeah. back to Saxon times, there isn't an inch that isn't saturated with memories and therefore if you put a building on it you automatically corral you right. make like a little corral of that energy well the best thing you can do when anybody moves into a house is to first be glad and then yeah. buy the house something like uh, maybe flowers or a gift or whatever here you are thank you for allowing us in straight away you make a friend of the house so, well, you think every place has got history, haven't they? You know, where if you buy a house, you don't know what's been on that land before. Um, yeah. And obviously it can go back years and years and years. And like yeah. you said, every, every, most buildings these days are going to have some sort of energy around, source around them. Yeah. And find it very fascinating. Yeah, well, because you're an open mind. Yeah. See, the 21st century is breeding. From yeah. the end of the 20th century to the 21st, it's breeding a whole different human race. Because films like um, uh, the, the um, Lord of the Rings, all of those wonderful films which open up the mind to the idea of elves and fairies, which of course is a world that does exist within its world, and also the science, the science fiction movies, they have allowed children to stretch their imagination in a way that my mother and father and, and back wouldn't, wouldn't dream of it. So because no. of that... We can see and hear a lot more. And the, and the 21st children born into this, because they've got such a battle ahead with the planet, yeah. they will have powers that are needed. Well, they say, don't they say ch children are more, you know, they're more aware of, they can mm. pick up activity mm. and stuff like that. They're more sort of tuned into it. As well, didn't you, when you were a little boy, didn't you? Um, well, I, I think... You've always really been in tune with some form of energy yeah i think when i when i was when i was a little boy i was more of more of aware you know like when you feel like you're you've got something else in the room with you and stuff mm. like that you're sort of looking around and you know i used to do that a lot i used yeah. to you know to walk into a room and you feel like i don't feel like i'm alone here it's, it's that that sort of feeling mm. yeah so you've you've written some i forgot eight. what it was <laughs> eight, eight, eight well, novels yeah uh i've written uh, yes, eight novels and, and ninth and tenth coming along. But the the books that um, really people of 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 our ilk particularly yeah. like are the four the four Gabriel books, um, which comes under the heading of the helplessness of angels. And it's really it starts with reluctant angels, which is a young guy in Alabama of seventeen who can't read or write. 
But what he can do is he can change the seasons and he can heal animals. So it's the life of an angel who doesn't want to be an angel. He's not interested in it. He wants to be an ordinary man. He tries to do that, but of course yeah. it's impossible. So it goes through these four books where he meets his other selves and right. his oh yeah and and they're lovely I, and i'm very proud of those the um reluctant angels second chance perfidia yeah. and fettered wings and right. they're all available on amazon for anyone who's interested Jody hamilton you yeah. go there you'll love them i try to as i'm talking with you and you're talking with me because we are open the books that way you know, it it talks of it talks of death and it talks of life and it talks of walking through walls and because Gabriel has yeah. all of those things implicit in him um, as an angel and therefore he has to kind of learn to use it so that the last book, Fettered Wings, when you find him, the grown yeah. man and he's gone back in time, telling all of his, he's ready, he's ready yeah. to do whatever he needs to do to maintain his right. love of one woman in one life again and again and again hmm. does it does it contain any of your own experiences yourself oh yeah yeah you're bright yeah it's, it, the, the lighthouse keepers is another one which is really all of what what is put into another woman's hands obviously daisy daisy yeah. banks the, the heroine but all of that especially when she meets an angel and she sees the world shown as a doll's house with all the layers and the floors and the moon, that was that was that was my teacher who took me. Said, "Look, look, 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 look!" And showed me this beautiful doll's house with this um, pool in front of it. And he said, "Now watch." He opened the doors of the doll's house, and every single one of these floors was people, moons, animals. It moons got world after world. Then he closed the door, and he said, "Wait." And so I'm waiting, and I'm waiting, and I'm watching, and I'm looking at the the pool in front of it. I notice that the edge of the pool appears to be falling away. And as I look, I see it's like Lego. And the moment I see it's Lego, a hand comes up out of the water and tidies it back in. Fantastic. And, yeah. you know, the, the angels questioned to me afterwards, whose hand was that, Dodie? So, you know, talks. And every all the messages that came back said, yours, 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 and it's... Absolutely right. It's yeah, it definitely the, sounds like a great read. Oh, well, yeah. You you would love the lighthouse keepers, yes. It's, but from the point of view of what we all are, which is reluctant angels, that's where we're going. We can't stop yeah. that. That is what, yeah, that's what our process is about. Each life, each moment takes us closer through sorrow, through pain, and through extraordinary joy. Well, Gabriel is at that point where he has what he calls bugs wings on his back. Right. They're like scars, but they're actually the membrane of his wings. Yeah. And Gabriel's one of the one of the mates of the archangel. Is he, is he well archangel? Gabriel Gabriel would be a, a the the Gabriel. The Gabriel right. is, is is the archangel along with yeah. Michael and Raphael. This Gabriel is the young Gabriel before he became so it's like his story into the process. Yeah, absolutely. Oh. From a seventeen-year-old boy in Alabama, who yeah. can, who, who people are think they think he's stupid, but he's not. Right. He's just different. It's true of us all. We're different. Absolutely, definitely. No, that's, that sounds like a great read. I mean, I'll, I'll definitely check them out. So that your book is av available on Amazon. You said, wasn't it? Yes. Uh, yeah, in whatever form you want it. it they, yeah. they are in Japan, France, Germany, wherever, but whatever right. form you want. If you look for Jodie Hamilton, um, Jodie Hamilton, what is it? Yeah, Amazon UK books, Jodie Hamilton, and all the rest of the stuff, and the, uh, you know, the Instagram. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I love the, love the fact that with the, with the neighbours, you know, where you, you could check oh, up and think. You really listen. I did listen to them, yeah. Oh, well, yeah, that, that's so funny. I'm still friends with them. And yeah. we're, we live in different areas. And that yeah. was in my early days when because I didn't know what I was doing, I would spend a lot of time staying local. So I'd roll yeah. out of my body, stand up, and I think, 
what am I going to do? And yeah. because I, I hadn't really got any plan, I would do the old Patrick thing out of, you know, Ghost, where you test yeah. the walls. Yeah. And often, because I love these neighbours, there were eight, ten houses, I would float through one house, one house, one house. <laughs> and then one day, the next day it was, Iris said, Joji, if you're going to come and visit me at night, yeah. let me oh. know. And she said I was there. Oh gosh! You like you saw water around your garden as well, didn't you? And you, yeah, yeah. yeah. The the, the wonderful thing about being out of body, Scott, is that it is all all of the world as it is, but extra. Yeah. And because you're in charge of it, you are all the while kind of canvassing: Am I safe? Am I safe? So, um, say in those early days or months, until one night. Uh, and I missed a huge opportunity, and I'm very cross when I think of it now, I woke into that semi-dream state to feel two hands holding mine behind. Uh, That would be the wall, you know, where the bed was, the wall. And I panicked. And instead of going with the hands, I said, no, no, no. Well, that, and of course, so the hands just melted away. And that was an invitation for me to go elsewhere under guidance I, and I, I would say that to anybody who may listen to this. That it's a nice gentle touch on your hand. Like yeah, sort of it's lovely. Yeah. It was two lovely, warm, gentle hands. And the, and the, and the message was, well, do you want to come? But yeah. I was too, too early into it. Now, if that happened, I would go. But, of course, now I reached a stage where, where I do journey. And, yeah. really, it's a different thing entirely. I... So I very whole, rarely, sort of unknown, the unknown yeah. sort of thing that scared you at first. I very rarely stay around the house or anything now. My Mostly my journeys now are, are into healing situations. In Remember when the fire happened in Australia? Oh, right, yeah. All the animals yeah. died recently. Well, yeah. a lot of animals who were in this country, and I had a lot of letters and communications from people whose animals seem to be acting very badly in that time, dreaming, right. having nightmares. And I I could see it quite clearly what's happening. They were picking up, because they're animals, they were picking up the great murder, the great pain, the great, as they do with all sorts of things. But that yeah. was phenomenal. And after a while, I found that I was going more and more and more to places like that where the land has been scarred. And I'm never alone. Often... Right. Well, I have my one teacher. Often there's loads of us, yeah. you know, and, and that's what wonderful. You know, you suddenly, one, one night I found myself on a shore, on, a, on a, a sand, on a shore, on an ocean, and I was pulling a woman out of the water. So were other people. But what, what I was doing was, which is, I've thought about since, I was pulling her out of the water, but I was pulling part of her, you right. know, you know, like shellopy, yeah, or or you peel a grape. It was like that. It was as if I was saying, "Well, okay, you're okay now." So I think she died. You know, I think this was what was happening, and the yeah. body I was pulling out, along with other people, other yeah. other beings all around me doing the same thing. Just and showing her that everything was okay. And do you remember this? I think if you heard that tape, you you remember I spoke about the spirit of enterprise which right. was the big uh, uh, ferry that turned over the Zeebrugge. Yeah. Um, I, I was along with other people, surely, but I don't remember the other people. I was definitely shown yeah. that. Um, and so what happens is the more willing you are, the, more, the less afraid you are, the more they will take you, you will allow yourself, which is a better phrase, to be taken into situations that are very traumatic. Fires, wars, da-da-da-da. And also, um, and I think this is where the spiritual midwife bit comes up, a lot of my work is about abused animals and abused children. And because you can't take too much of that, Scott, you know, without going a bit mad yourself, they are often presented in ways that are acceptable for me to work. One was uh, a red corridor. All I was given was a blood red corridor. <laughs> and I was given a child 
to carry, to take out of this corridor. And you can hear all, all of the, you know, these symbols behind it. But the child I took, she had her arm, little, little dark child arms around the back of my neck. And my way of getting out, because I couldn't bear to look, was I said, okay, close your eyes, and I close mine. And because I was born in, you know, the 40s, I remember yeah. things like little nurse, you know, hymns from Sunday school. Oh, and one of them was Jesus loves me and that's what i would do i would so the framework of that i'm not stupid you're not stupid you know far more was being going on but that was the only way i could live with it if that makes sense to you i couldn't have gone there every night and watched uh, you know and and survived you have to have it more bearable type yes yes so some of the some of the spirits i've met that have been a bit volatile I talk about the Bash Street kids. They they appear. They are. They will give me an image that I will relate to as yeah. being, you know, crazy having fun. And it will be a Bash Street kid, you know, the stockings rolled down and the pig, yeah. you know, centrinians and all that, because it's a symbol, and the symbol is you can deal with this. You can't. You can't. You can't walk through hell, and. Yeah, you when, just, when you go through these experiences, does it does it feel exhausting when you come back to your body? Um, it used to. It used to. It, it doesn't so much now because um, I've been working so long that way. Uh, must yeah. be uh, 50, 50 years or more. So that really I have learned to dispel right. a lot of... It's like, you know, you can carry stuff so far, but then some things you have to leave there. That's probably what I do. I leave things there. And I have, not students, it's the wrong word, but it's the only one I can think of, who we talk about how they get in and out of body. And one, several young men that I know who take on always the role of warriors, you know, W-A-R-R-I-O-R, they're warriors. And they always say that they will mentally wear armour. They will wear helmets, they will wear breastplates, they will wear whatever they feel gives them a sense of protection. And I understand it entirely. It makes absolute sense. Because if you're going to, like one guy works down in the underground, his his, uh, field is working in the underground, but it's just a word, the underground. So he gives the underground the idea of, uh, you know, the, the, the... trains underneath the you know the, the the metro that's what he does he gives that the image of the metro but of course it's not that it's going into dark situations yeah. the human being loves form we love words and ideas that give us a sense of reality and in order to do this stuff in order to accept what you do there is a little bit of the theater that goes with it too it's perfectly understandable it's a nice feeling to think we're not just us, like we can be more. Reluctant oh, yeah. angels, really. That's yeah. that's what we are. We agree we agree to be I mean, really life for many people is very, very hard. To to think that that you know, I've been involved in a lot of situations over the years, a lot of conversations where one of the big things that came up was the um the the concentration camps, Buchenwald, and so on. Oh, crikey. And the the memories that are stored within the ground there. And even to this day, there are people whose whole focus is of not not purifying ground, because you can't do that, but of diluting, of diluting the memory that, that was left within that structure of time that massive block of 30s to through to the 40s and that huge continuum of agony you know people um can can they come to your facebook page is it is it dodie hamilton on dodie facebook? hamilton yeah dodie hamilton books but you know, come to, come to me as a person because that's yeah. that's how most of my friends are former clients or most yeah. of my clients are soon to be friends because that's how we work and yeah, all ages, whatever. But you got some great videos on there. Definitely, definitely check those videos out. Because, like I say, I, I yeah. was fascinated watching them. It was 
Yeah, the one the one on Sunday was has been done. the the the, the essence was to try to reveal the small uh, minor tarot that can be stinkers, you know. Yeah. And it was one of my clients that said, "Yes, Dodie, put it out." Um, so that's happened two or three times where people have had very smack on, you know, where they thought, "Wow," and yeah. distance because of COVID. So to put yeah. it out so people can think. Oh, so that's what that, you know, can mean. Yeah. Well, thanks, thanks for talking to me. No, I enjoyed it. Thank you. Take care. You too. Thanks, thanks, Dodie. Cheers. And that was my chat there with Dodie Hamilton. Please check out her Facebook page. And also don't forget her novels are available on Amazon to buy. If you fancy giving them a read, or maybe you want to buy them for someone else as a present then why not order a copy? They sound like a great read for sure. So thank you for the chat there, Dodie. Thank you. Okay, so coming up next, I have a chat with Jane. If you have any ghostly encounters you want to share with the show, then send Scott an email on scottsradioshow at gmail.com. Thank you. Okay, so Jane contacted me via the Facebook page and wanted to discuss her experiences she's had in her parents' house growing up. She has some very interesting moments. Just take a listen. Here is the chat with Jane. Hello. Hello, is that Jane? It is, yes. Is that you, Scott? It is me. Yeah, how are you? You are right? I'm not too bad. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. So you contacted me through the Facebook page because you've got some experiences, haven't you, to share? Yes. Would you like me to start now? Yeah, please, yep. Okay, um, around about 1991-92, um, I started getting some weird happenings. I lived with my parents at the time, um, and strange things would only happen to me. Things would just fall off the wall, things would disappear. Um, I'd wake up in the night by <laughs> like a, a pressure noise in my ears, um, and it also sounded like there was something being... I don't know, sort of like as if you were brushing your hand across carpet. It's it, right. that sort of sound. And this is in your, you say, in your parents' house. Yes, in in their old house. And then, I mean, there were various things that went on. Uh, one day, I'd had, I came home from work, and because I'd got um, a dentist appointment, I was due to go out on my night with friends, and I thought to myself, well, I'm gonna. But I have 10 minutes on the bed, and it was daylight, 10 minutes on the bed, um, and then I'll get up and start getting ready. And I was laying on my side, and I had drifted off to sleep, and I was woke up by my head moving on the pillow, and I thought, sort of coming round, this is really strange, what's going on? And it was actually like somebody was at the end of the bed, and they were sat on the bed, you could feel the pressure um, by my feet, and it's like they couldn't wake me up by that, so they're using the hand as well to move, you know, to sort of wake up, wake up. Yeah. And I opened, I opened my eyes and I thought, oh, God, this is, this is really weird. And I, I didn't turn my head. And then it stopped. And then I turned my eyes and I could see the indentation in the bed. So that freaked me out. Mom, it was Mum's day off. And I ran downstairs and said, Mum, Mum, I'm getting fed up with this. This has just happened. And she said, oh, don't be silly. Nobody's How old were you, you at the time when that happened? About, about 18, 19. Yeah. So she obviously thought I was going around the twist, I think. But but there you go. All these strange things were happening. Um, another night, I was woke up by this, this noise, this pressure in my ears, and, and just the feeling of a presence, really. And at the time, I had an erasure tape. That, that's how long ago it was. It was a tape. One of their albums on tape. One of their songs was called The Spiron Song. And that starts off with a high-pitched whirring sound. I hadn't got this tape at the time, but this incident, I'm going to say, that that happened, happened before I had the tape, which was really weird. Uh, I woke up, presence presence in the room, the the pressure in my ears, the noise, and I thought, oh, God, and I know there's something above me, and I don't want to look. And I thought, I've got to look because this is, you know, it's happening quite a lot now. I need to know what it is. And as I opened my eyes, I was absolutely petrified. I saw a luminous, thin, blue line, um, I don't know, about two foot above my head. Yeah. And it sort of drifted away. It, it was just, I don't know, it, it sort of, it, it was glowing in the dark. It, it was luminous, basically, um, and see-through. 
Did you ever and find out what the what the spirit was, what you know, who it was or anything? It, well, as this line went away, it turned and it turned into a face which literally came towards me, yeah. um, which was terrifying. Was it a woman's face or a man's face? Or what sort of no, face? it was a man's face. Right. It, it was really, really scary. Not long after that, I bought this said tape of uh, erasure and it was playing. And then as I'm, I was playing it, I don't know, however long afterwards, all the weird stuff continued and it, it just became normality, basically. Um, and then I was playing this tape and then I heard this high-pitched whirring noise and I thought, oh my God, broad daylight, it's going to turn up again. All the hairs on my neck went up. And it was actually part of this song and the song was about witches and dead people and I just said, in fact, hairs on my neck are going up now talking about it. Um, and then, I mean, this is over a couple of years, these things that were happening. The one night, I was short-sighted and the one night I woke up and I could see a man standing by my radiator with his hands behind his back and he wasn't see-through. He had a, a white shirt on and jeans. The shirt was open to the chest. The sleeves were rolled up and I noticed the collars were quite big. His hair was blonde but grey and he looked like he was in his 50s. And I, I wasn't thinking... I could see him perfectly, which was weird because obviously I was short-sighted. I wouldn't be able to if there was somebody standing in the room. And I wasn't thinking, what's this man doing standing in my room? I was thinking, yeah. who's this man? And I thought, I must be dreaming. So I... I start clawing at my skin, you know, pinching myself, pinching my legs. Yeah. And I could still see him and I thought, oh, God. And this noise in my ears and the sound, the usual pressure and all that. And he looked at me and then started walking towards the bed, at which point I just hid under the cover. Yeah. <laughs> which obviously isn't really going to do anything, but I did that at the time. And then yeah. when I finally got the courage to look out again, he was standing by, back by the radiator and he was looking as though it wasn't me. I don't know what you're looking at me for. It was such, so strange. It, it was playful. It's yeah. the only way I could describe it. So it weren't like a, um, a scary... It wasn't no. like he wanted to do any harm. I was scared. Yeah. But I, did, I knew he wasn't going to hurt me. I knew he didn't mean any harm. And I just knew that. Um, and I looked at his face and I thought, there's something familiar about him and I don't know what it is. I don't know him. Why is he familiar? Anyway, as the years went on, um, I've had various psychic readings and people kept saying about this man that died on a motorbike accident was actually my uncle who died before I was born. Oh, right, and that was that was him in the room? Well, he died when he was 21, so I would have expected him to turn up being 21. Yeah. But when I think about it now, he looks very similar to my uncle who is alive, his brother, um, but he was blonde, and my uncle who's alive now has got dark, graying hair. One had blonde hair, one had dark hair, yeah. and that's when it clicked, and I thought, oh, my God, it's him. And once I recognised who it was, there was never a threat there. It wasn't scary anymore. It was more like reassurance. Yeah, like he's looking, really over, looking over on you sort of thing. Looking yeah, 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 all the really strange things stopped. But obviously they must get older in spirit is, is what I learned from that. And then from there I was interested in ghosts and stuff. So Yeah, so all, all, all of your experience, they've all been from inside your the old house, the parents' house? Yes, parents no longer live there now they've moved years ago but did your parents experience anything while in the house no no right. my daughter did when she was three she said there was a man at the top of the stairs that spoke to her uh, and i said well if he scares you tell him to go away and i thought oh god it's starting again but it didn't it was just little things like that and then before mum and dad moved i went i lived elsewhere and i was probably 30 and i had a back operation and i came out of hospital and then I think my, my aunt and uncle came down from Scotland to stay with my mum and dad. They then came to see me, and my aunt and uncle don't know about any of this stuff that went on years before. And my aunt sat there, she said, I think your mum's is haunted. And I said, what makes you say that? She said, well, when we were lying in bed last night, she said there was this really funny noise. And I just looked at her, and I thought, oh, God. And she said, it was a high-pitched whirring noise. And she said that, I said it as well. And she just looked at me and I said, I've had exactly the same. Did you see anything? And she said, no, just the noise. And I said, and that's when I told her my experience. So Yes, at least you knew else. someone else has experienced it in the house yes, as well. Yes, that's it. Uh, so you had, obviously, the experience of the uncle at the at the radiator. And you've had, obviously, yep. the experience of the of the sort of the person sitting on the end of the bed. Yeah, the bed but there was, there. you couldn't see the person. Just the, There was nothing there. It was just the indentation on the bed and the physical movement of the bed. Yeah. Uh, so, is there any other experiences that you, you had at the house there? Um, was there any sort of, um, was it all, so it was all calm, it was all like a nice, a nice feeling? After that, yeah. I mean, my uncle, 
who'd passed that I didn't know. He, he apparently was quite a bit of a, a, a trickster and he liked to play practical jokes. So after I found out who it was and things would go missing, I used to say, yeah, very funny. Uh, things settled down a lot then. Um, the only other thing that I had in that house was when my daughter was about six, I was, it was a sunny day. Um, there were family in the living room and I was sat outside on the patio table looking in and we were all having a conversation. Um, my daughter took herself off to the toilet upstairs and then I saw my nan who had passed previously. I saw her standing in the living room um, looking at my uncle, who, you know, my uncle that's alive. Yeah. And she looked concerned and I thought, oh, crikey. And then in a split second, she was gone. And then there was this loud bang. And then my daughter had fell down the stairs. She was swinging on the banister and fell off. So so that was a bit of a, an yeah. eye-opener as well. Do you think she so, was yeah, like, trying to sort of say something was wrong? Yeah, then? trying yeah. to let me know something was about to happen. Yeah, and my uncle was nearest to the door, so I can only assume that my nan was looking at him as if to say, <laughs> you know. Oh, that's, that's nice. At least, like you say, it was a sort of feeling of being looked, looked over and... Yeah, yeah. Sort of protected, like you say. You sort of felt like they yeah. were there to sort of. There weren't no any malice, or you know, it was all nice. No, and there was nothing like that. Yeah. When when she was a baby, um, my daughter, um, she she woke up one night. We lived in a, a separate house. She woke up one night because she was teething. So I went in, sat on the beanbag, and then I was sort of rocking her to sleep, and I was singing to her. And, yeah. I, and I said, I was looking at her, and I was going, Oh, who'd have thought me singing? Because I'm not a very good singer. And she was chuckling away. And that the lights were off. There was the hall light on and the door, the bedroom doors open. And I got the feeling there was somebody standing in, in the doorway, but obviously there was nobody there. Um, it was just me and my daughter in the house. And she wasn't at an age where she could speak. She, she was still a baby in arms. But she stopped, and I obviously didn't say anything to her. She stopped and looked at the door, and she followed something round the room and just off to the window. Right. And I thought, there you go, That's that's another... So, yeah, we, we've had quite a few ghostly experiences. Last year, uh, sorry, two years ago, my other nan died. She was 93. My daughter, who's in her 20s now, we're talking about her. Um, my daughter said, oh, she went to get something go to the kitchen. And she left her phone on the arm of the chair, which was two seats away from me on the other side. And as she came in, back in the room, because, as I say, we've been talking about nan, we saw the phone lift up moved to the centre of the room and just drop. And I looked at my daughter and I said, did you, you saw that as well? And she said, what on earth? And I said, oh no, but you saw it, didn't you? And she said, yeah. And I said, good, that's okay. So this is obviously in a separate, this is a different house altogether. This is a completely yeah. different house, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah. It, it, it lifts up off the, off the chair and just... It lifted up off the arm, moved, not slow, but not fast to the centre of the room and just, just completely dropped as if something could just picked it up, moved across, dropped it. But there was obviously nothing there. It was, yeah, that was weird. And before that happened, you were talking about the nan? Yeah, my nan that had recently passed, yeah. yeah. Is that in the house that you're living in now, is it? No, it's not. No, right. I live in a different house okay. as well, so... Did you have anything else happen around in the, the sort of same time? I had an uncle who was about seven foot. He was my dad's brother. He, he, let's say 6'11". You know, he was really, really tall. He had a fall, banged his head um, and died. I didn't know this and I'd come home from work to pick my daughter up. She'd gone to her nan's, so I'd gone home on my own and it was just me and the dog in the kitchen. And I heard the front door open and I heard somebody run up the stairs really heavy. And I thought, oh, Emma's back, my daughter's back, you know. I thought, well, she sounded really heavy. So I shouted. That, I mean, even the dog turned to look, um, went out into the hallway and I'm calling her. The keys in the door were moving, and I thought, well, that's funny. She shouldn't have got in because my keys are in the door. Then we went. I went went upstairs. The dog came with me, and she was nowhere to be seen. I can only assume because I found out after it was that my uncle had passed that it was my uncle. Just letting me know, I suppose. So it sounded like you heard the sort of running up the the stairs. Yeah, like the really heavy though. It, it, yeah, it wasn't. Um, I think Emma was about thirteen then. But, uh, yeah, so we've we've had quite a few strange um, events. Over the so this has sort of started off when you were about 18 at your parents' Yeah, 18, house. 19, that's yeah. when I first started um, experiencing ghostly things and being aware of spirit. And so does that, does that sort of, like, spark something in you to sort of look further into it? Yeah. Like you now sort of, do, do you do sort of paranormal investigations or...? 
I don't do, I'd like to do paranormal investigations. I do watch a lot of ghost programs. I've been to people's houses and I've told them when there's a presence and they said, how do you know that? And I said, well, I don't, I don't really know. Yeah. So it did wake something up in me. So, you know, I found yeah. it quite interesting. Prior to all this, I, I didn't believe in ghosts or anything like that. I'm just the sort of person seen is believing. But after all the experiences that I've had, there's absolutely no denying it and it's a personal experience for everybody isn't it yeah definitely yeah you have to have your own experiences don't you yeah definitely i mean like you could sit there and i always said you can sit there and explain to somebody this is what you felt this is your experience but until you actually experience paranormal stuff yourself yeah i don't think anyone i don't know it's it's hard i don't think people are gonna believe it until they experience it themselves exactly because it's really it really sounds far-fetched um, as I say, at the time, my mum used to just look at me and also think, oh, my God, she thinks I'm mad. Actually thinks I'm going mad. But so, like you say, when you experience it, it sort of validates it in yourself as well, doesn't it? It validates. Yes, that's it's it. definitely something else out there. Seen, yeah, when other people have seen the same things or being aware at the same time as you, it, it, yeah. it, it reassures you that you're not going around the twist yeah like you say it reassures you that it's not your mind playing tricks on you or your eyes playing tricks or anything like that if if someone else experiences that like you say obviously on two separate occasions as well weren't they so yeah so it sounded like a whirring sort of sound a really high-pitched whirring sound if you if you get chance listen to i think it was the album chorus chorus it, it was called the siren song all right, so um, Chorus is the name of like, the, the group, is it? Of the album. The album, right. And the, the group is Erasure, and the song is the Siren song. And it's, it's like a witch song, is it? Yeah, it, it talks about ghosts and witches and spirits, and I didn't know that at the time of hearing this noise. And the next time I heard this noise, it was on this tape, and I thought, oh, God, it's happening again, um, expecting to see something. But it was actually on, on the tape, and when I listened to the words, I thought, oh, my God. Do you reckon? Do you reckon the person who made the track then? Do you reckon they've is something that they've experienced as well? Then the same sort of noise, because if, oh, if it was the same sort of sound, it might yeah, be something I mean, they've experienced. You never know. You never. Know, you really don't know. But it was just that was freaky. That really was freaky. Look, so you saw like a blurry blue line. You said, didn't you? Yeah. And then all of a sudden, it went into a face. And it's as it turned, it started to become three D, two D, whatever, and it. It just sort of came towards me. Oh, yeah. As I say, when I found out that it was my uncle, and then I obviously knew from my mum telling me about his personality, etc., yeah. etc. I suppose it was a bit of a relief it. as well, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, that it was nothing sinister. It was just somebody with a, a wicked sense of yeah. humour. Yeah, just coming to say hello to you. Okay, yeah. yeah. So, no, he occasionally plays pranks, but and occasionally I, I still wake up with a noise, but not very often now. And that's all I get. I don't. I don't get anything else now. But you've experienced it, so that's, you know. Obviously, you know that's happened, and it's yeah. comforting for you. And you know, yeah, yeah. It's like I say, it's good to to, to talk about it and share your experiences. Is there is there any uh, any any other sort of experiences you've had in in the house? Or that's it, really. Um, I mean, the dog sometimes. The little, my little dog. She she seems to be quite sensitive. Sometimes she'll just stop and look. Um, at the room as, when there's nothing there in the corner or, you know, it's not a spider or there's, there's nothing there. She's not looking at the floor. She's looking up. So sometimes I get the feeling that there are things, you know, it, it'll coincide with the feeling that I have. But nothing scary. For me, I find it reassuring now because I, I don't think my life would be normal without strange things every so often. I've had a, I've had a cat years ago and it done exactly the same thing. It just stopped and stare at a certain point of the stairs. And yeah. it, it'd sit there for ages just looking up at the stairs at the landing of it and it, it. I used to think like what on earth are you looking at yeah. what's there you know it did, did freak me out a little bit this was like yeah, way before I sort of was into paranormal stuff it used to freak me out just seeing it looking yeah. up at the stairs it was always at the same place yeah yeah and, and did you ever find out who, who that was no 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 it was it was at my my mum's house and it was one of those feelings where I just thought well you're looking at something but yeah, it was never like investigated and we didn't find out if there was anything there. But yeah, it always used to freak me out seeing my cat do yeah. that. Yeah, it's just unnerving. Oh, well, thank you for sharing your experiences, Jane. No worries and good luck with the show. Thank you very much. It was nice talking to you. You too. Thanks, Jane. Cheers. Thank you, bye. Thanks, bye. bye. And that was 
Jane with her experiences. It was lovely chatting with you, Jane, so thank you for contacting me. Next week, I will be talking with Derek Kyle, who is part of the Kindred Spirit Investigations Group, and he shared some experiences with me he and his group has had, and they are very interesting, so don't miss it. That is happening next week on Tuesday from 8pm on PulseTalkRadio.com. Okay, so during that chat with Jane there, she did mention at the beginning and at the end of a song called Erasia, uh, sorry, by Erasia, called Siren Song. Uh, And she said at the beginning of the song, there is a high-pitched whirring sound which she heard when she was having these experiences. I'm going to play that song for you now so you can hear it. It is a strange sound at the beginning. uh, But anyway, have a listen to the song. Uh, So this is Erasia, and it's called the siren song
you like to chat with Scott about your experiences? Just contact the show via the Facebook page or send Scott an email on scottsradioshow at gmail.com. Okay, well, that's it for tonight. Thanks for joining the show for its launch night. I hope you enjoyed it, and thanks again to Dodie and Jane, who had spoken with me. If you have any experience with spirits and the paranormal, then please get in touch. I want to talk to you, and I'm sure the show's listeners would love to listen to your stories. You can get in touch via the Facebook page or by sending me an email on scottsradioshow at gmail.com. Don't forget, next week, I am talking with Derek Kyle from Kindred Spirits Investigations. Thank you. Good night. Kindred Spirits Investigations. Experience the unexplained. Book your tickets now at www.kindredspiritinvestigations.co.uk